Welcome to the Deerfield Family Theater Podcast. As part of our Meet the Production Team series, I had the privilege and honor to speak with Emma Olson, the Big Fish stage manager and tech director. Speaking of Big Fish, in case you're tuning in and didn't already know, DFT is putting on a performance of Big Fish this November of 2022. Opening night is this Friday, November 11th. And that show is already sold out. Visit DeerfieldTheater.com to purchase tickets for one of the other five performances over this weekend and the next one. Without further delay, here's the interview. Emma Olson, a.k.a. Beverly, or Bev if you know her, uh, <laughs> welcome to the DFT podcast. Thank you very much. So go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, so I'm the stage manager and technical director for Deerfield's production of Big Fish. Um, I am originally from Montana and I moved to Massachusetts for undergrad and I actually just graduated from college in May. Um, and this was like the first biggest job in theater that I got right out of college. Um, I interviewed with Lainey and it was a really awesome experience, but yeah, I did my undergrad in Boston and now I moved to Chicago kind of for fun. I was already working with a bunch of theater people back home and a bunch of them live uh, here now. So I moved in and yeah, I'm just hustling doing theater all the time. Well, Chicago is a great city for theater. Definitely. I like that it's more experimental here too. Like we're seeing all different kinds of theater um, instead of like just straight up Broadway um, in New York City, right? So like I'm getting, I love the different brands and like expressionism and constructivism and stuff. And there's going to be a lot of that here. Chicago's a great place for it. Yeah, yeah. So um, so that's exciting. So did where, where you're from, you said it was from Montana? I'm originally from Montana, yeah. So what what's theater life like in Montana where you grew up? Um... I wouldn't say it's non-existent, but it's close. Um, I mostly only saw Shakespeare stuff when I was a kid. And I really loved theater back then in like middle and high school. I always loved watching it and I always wanted to be a part of it. And when I was in the ninth grade, I was cast in a show called The Ghost of Canterville. Um, And I was, I was, sort of a main character not really but I was sort of a main character and I deplored going on stage every single night I hated it I was like this is not it for me um and then I the following year I was an assistant stage manager and I was like oh this is what I want to do <laughs> I want to be backstage controlling all the levels I want to tell people where to go um, I want to put on really good shows. I don't want to be in them. Um, so that is where I decided to be a stage manager. Um, and I got involved with a local theater, the only local theater in my area. Um, and I volunteered to do stage management stuff for them. Um, and I told my mom that I wanted to be a stage manager and she said, that's not a real job. <laughs> um, and, but then she actually did some of her own research and one of the colleges that had produced stage managers um, was the college I ended up going to. And she looked into it for me. I visited and then I was in the theater program all four years. 
Wow. Wow. So dedication. And uh, and that's what I love to hear because there's been a through line through this podcast, which has been there's so many other ways to get involved yes. uh, in, in theatrical productions. Yeah. And, um, and, and while auditioning for roles, you know, in a production is the obvious way. And we encourage all our listeners who are interested to do it. The great thing about <laughs> Deerfield Family Theater, all ages. Right. Um, but uh, but that there are so many other you know great ways to uh, to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's a really great, that's, I think that's great to hear your, your story. Uh, yeah. and, and so, um, so then what, um, did you ever perform again or was it stage management from there on out for you? I have never performed since, except in the one acting class I had to take for my degree. That was it. <laughs> I know what I want and it's not performance. I have great respect for my fellow actors. Like I, think that what they do is incredibly vulnerable and it's a beautiful thing to be able to connect with a character and make them your own but it's not my specialty I just have great admiration for it yeah so then what what have been some of your favorite productions that you've worked on uh through uh through the rest of high school and college um I actually for my senior showcase um like the last thing I did before I graduated um me and two other um peers did a revival of the Children's Hour, um, which is a 1930s play that was blacklisted um, for the queer themes that it had in it. Um, so we put on that show and we were able to take complete creative control over it. And we did all of the design. Um, we made like a really intimate cl- uh, uh, cast that was going to build the story with us together. And that was the most important theater experience for me. Um, just that show in particular, like gave me an entire boost of confidence that like theater is what I want to do. Um, there's a lot of messages that I want to get out there through theater. Um, but like, aside from that, like I did uh, Titanic the musical, which was very fun. Um, the mystery of Edwin Drood, which was like an audience participation musical for like a murder. Um, that was really fun. And uh, I did uh, Antigone with a really small intimate cast and that was a really good experience as well so I've worked I've done also all different kinds of shows but um, apparently I have a lot of experience in musicals yeah yeah well we're, we're so happy to have you so taking off that stage manager hat for a moment and just putting on your consumer of theater hat <laughs> um, what have been some of your favorite uh, productions that you've uh, or, or just shows in general that you've you've seen that um, you know wh- whether it's uh, you know, it, back in Montana in your small, you know, <laughs> local theater or, you know, Broadway or Chicago shows, you know, no, I don't want to put any, you know, cap or limit on, on awesome. places that you've seen performances. What have been some of your favorite as just a, a sure. cons- consumer? Um, let me think of a couple. Um, I think a big thing that left a really important impression on me was like, Shakespeare in the Parks, I don't know if Chicago has something like that, but there is a troupe based in Minnesota that would come and do Shakespeare specifically in Montana and they would tour around and just do outside theater. Um, And every year they would come and do what is typically known as traditional theater, but um, the entire audience was so in it and we all come from across town to sit outside on a field and watch theater, but I really like Two Gentlemen of Verona. Um, that one was really, really fun for me. And um, 
I recently saw the play that goes wrong on Broadway in Chicago. And that show is awesome. <laughs> as soon as the show started, I was bursting out laughing. Um, anyone with technical theater experience should definitely go see that show. It, um, it's just, it's just everything that's weird and quirky about theater is able to be expressed in that show. And it's very, very fun. Um, and then I actually recently saw a, like a kind of, it was like a startup show. It was a devising piece, um, called Incels and Other Myths. And I saw that, um, done by another college in Boston. Um, and that was a very expressionist uh, play kind of about the consumption of video games with children and like a mom trying to discover why are they so um, involved with something like this that isn't reality. And that was a really cool show. That sounds really interesting as a kid who grew up playing a lot of video games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, do you think that your experience uh, as a stage manager and knowing what happens behind the scenes has deepened your uh, your uh, appreciation of uh, of theater when you go just as a as a viewer? Definitely, I a lot of theater has room for better understanding and more, I guess, deep thought if the people watching it have background in theater. I found. Or you could even say that the people who work on shows have the best understanding of the show that they're doing. And they go through this entire journey of the rehearsal and production process to get to an end result. And the cast and the backstage crew, those are the people who are really going to understand um, why the show went up and what kind of good messages were brought because of it. Um, but certainly as soon as I had a better, like just the basics of like, oh, lighting happens here and the stage manager cues the sound here and all of these set changes are going on. As a consumer of theater, every time I watch a show, I'm immediately in tune to that. Um, I'm paying attention to the story, but I'm also looking and watching for the technical decisions that the creative team made um, because those technical decisions are really what make modern theater today. Um, there you hardly ever see plain shows anymore and it's because these technical decisions are actually inputting thoughts into the audience's brain that they don't even know are there and that's what creates a smooth story and a smooth um product for the audience yeah that that's great and and i uh, i want to ask you a question about that but before mm -hmm. i do i thought of an analogy for the whole uh if you're in theater and you know what happens behind the scenes, like there are aspects of every show that are kind of just for you or that you, you only understand if you're like that. It's kind of like if you go to see like one of the Marvel movies or like the most recent Spider-Man. So spoiler alert for uh, people who haven't seen Spider-Man, uh, the most recent one. But in that in that uh, most recent Spider-Man movie, there's two other Spider-Men that show up because it's a multiversal yes. thing. Yeah. And so if you've, if you've seen those other Spider-Man movies, you're like, Oh, this is so cool because yeah. I know those other movies. But if you haven't, it's still you still get it as if that's your mm -hmm. first Spider-Man or Marvel movie. You're like, oh, I get those are other Spider-Man from other universes. It's, and you could still appreciate how cool that is. Maybe just not as much as people who are familiar Definitely. with the other Spider-Man. It movies. just expands the experience. You're like, whoa, that's totally what the effect is. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Oh, that's great. So, um, so you started to get into this as you finished up that that last answer, and it's. Um, 
sort of about the choices being made behind the scenes and how that makes a big mm-hmm. impact on the, the audience. Um, so just tell us a little bit more about like, what does a stage manager actually do? A stage manager is um, everything that a director needs, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, so they are present for the entire rehearsal and production process and then into the performances, right? Um, they're going to be there at every production meeting. Um, and it honestly, a stage manager's job is really going to be defined by the director they're working with. Like those are, if we're thinking of like a theater and a hierarchy, like those are going to be the top dogs in a room with a cast. Like those two people are the immediate, um, just authorities, but also, um, like if a cast has any questions or if the designers are confused like those are the two people that they're going to go ask um but what's really important for a stage manager and this is the reason why they're so heavily involved in the rehearsal process is because um they once we get into tech week once we have a week of like cue to cue and a dry tech and a paper tech and then technical rehearsals and then dress rehearsals that becomes the stage manager's show um, after cue to cues, the director basically steps away, um, and then it's up to the stage manager to perform the show exactly as the director intended. Because um, then the director, all they're going to do is give notes, and then once the performances start to go up, they're done, and it's the stage manager's show now. Um, so that's the main job of a stage manager, I would say. And I'm sorry if I missed it, but cue to cue. Yes. What, can you def- what is that? So cue to cue is my favorite part of doing theater. It's most people's least favorite part, I'll say, um, okay. especially for the cast. It can be brutal. But a cue to cue is so the, the stage manager now has all of the cues in their book. This is lighting. This is sound. This can be sometimes it can be like costume changes and prop changes. And like usually they're on headset directing all of these things happening or uh, the deck man or other backstage crew members know what's going on. And they're checking in with the stage manager, letting them know that it's been completed. Um, so a cue to cue happens right before we do a tech run through. And um, basically it's up to the stage manager's dis- discretion to jump in the script to the next cue. Um, and they just run that cue until they get it perfectly. Um, so the timing gets perfected during that process, but it's a lot of like waiting on stage for the cast members. But for the stage manager, it's quite the adrenaline rush. <laughs> All right. And so also you have a hyphenated title or a slash title with your your job at uh, Deerfield Family Theater, which mm-hmm. is technical director. So, you know, in what way is there is there, you know, are there similarities? Are there differences there? Like what is a technical director supposed to do? I would say there's some big differences. This is my first time as a technical director. Um, but as the technical director, I'm kind of taking on the role that a director shouldn't have to do, but sometimes lands in themselves. Um, So I'm taking everything that the designers are giving me and making sure that those things happen. So there will be a set designer there. I'm because I'm a a technical director. I'm also going to be taking on the roles of sound designer and lighting designer. And while I won't necessarily be programming those things, um, I will be the one um, uh, finding the places where I want cues and then designing those things and asking my programmers to do it a certain way. Um, But basically any element of technical design, which is gonna be props and costumes and stuff, 
I'm not necessarily doing those things, but I am in charge of making sure they come to fruition. Yeah. So, so there is a lot of, I mean, maybe not in like job responsibilities, but the end result of what a stage manager does and what a technical director does, uh, funnels into sort of the same thing as you get to the actual performance. Okay. Uh, and, and another thing I want to talk about, which you, you know, you, you keep, you keep bringing up, you know, you're, there's going to be people who do the programming, right? You're working with the director, you know, you're working with the cast so much of, um, just putting on a production is about teamwork, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, tell, tell us a little bit about that. That's entirely what my theater education was about. It's just collaboration. And truly, I think that's my favorite part of doing all this and why I do theater because we are on the same team to create a story and this is what i always say to my cast members and to my back and to my crew members we're here to serve the story um and that's the gist of it like every creative and technical decision we make is there because we're serving the story itself we're trying to deliver the right messages through the script that was handed to us and that's our job yeah, yeah, and and I love to hear that, and I'm so glad to be talking about it because you know most of our listeners are, uh, you know, parents or young kids um, mm-hmm. who are consuming theater in the Deerfield area. If our yeah. audience grows, that's great. But um, as somebody who grew up playing a lot of sports and did theater later in life, I see a lot of similarities of ways that you could gain that teamwork and team building experiences through theater. Uh, so it's not just, you know, Certainly. send your kid to sports camp and learn how to do it there. There's all, you know, if your kid's interested in theater, you could learn a lot of those same really important life skills you oh, know, yeah. through that as well. And I'm such an advocate for that. Like the this thing where most people who think of theater think, oh, you're either directing or you're acting like that's it. Technical theater only recently became something you can make a career out of or at least became widely known that you could. Um, and it's such a fun process to be a part of. I'm always going to be asking people to do tech theater because, gosh, I have just had the time of my life and I get to work and do it for the rest of my life. And that is so exciting. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't know if we're going to get better than that because uh, that's <laughs> a great high point to end on. But just, um, you know, if, if anyone listens to this episode and they're like, oh, I really want to reach out to Emma, is there a way that they could reach out to you? Absolutely. Um, my email is emma.olson at gordon.edu. Um, and I I would seriously recommend anyone who's interested in tech theater email me because I could talk about this a lot longer than I just did. Um, but yeah, send me an email. Let me know what you're interested in. There's tons of things, costumes, makeup, lighting, sound. Um, I don't have specialties in all those things, but I know people who do. So yeah. All right, great. Well, Emma, thanks so much for being on uh, the DFT podcast. Thank you, Matthew. This is awesome. And that's our show. Please share this podcast to help support the work of Deerfield Family Theater. An even better way to support DFT is to go see Big Fish. Visit DeerfieldTheater.com to purchase tickets. As always, links are in the show notes. If you'd like to get in touch, please send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash DFT. We might even add your voice message to a future show. Until next time, thanks to everyone who continues to support the arts. We'll see you at the theater.